inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you for listening to this show. If I ask you, when was the last time you listened to radio? Well, myself, I haven't listened so often lately, as much as I did before. And that's the topic of today's show. We have a really amazing guest who has a lot of experience on, on radio. So the radio DJ, and now let me introduce you. Joel Boges is the host of the Relaunch Show and the author of the number one Amazon best-selling book, Finding Your Voice. Because of his childhood trauma and life experience, Joel is passionate about helping people starting over with confidence. Over the years, he has helped hundreds of clients discover who they are, finding their passion and clarity of direction. He is a natural with broadcasting, and he enjoys teaching podcasts and radio show hosts on how to book great guests and have engaging interviews. Joel's vision by May 2017, after three years of relaunch, he would have helped 200,000 listeners to learn to believe themselves again. Hello, Joel. Hey, Oscar. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show today. It's great to have you here, Joel. Joel, you are a successful podcast host, author, and speaker. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Yeah, Oscar. Uh, sure, we'll be delighted to. I, I spent uh, a big chunk of the 90s behind the mic in terrestrial radio, traditional radio, and also in front of the camera on uh, television, not to mention you know other uh, broadcast and um, re recording studios and in the early and you know several years ago when podcasting started to kind of peak itself over the horizon i i just knew oscar that it was something that i needed to not only be in but i needed to be a leader in and gosh we are just having so much fun with the relaunch show i think we're about eight, 18 months into it now and not too long ago we snuck past a million listens we um been mentioned in uh, Huffington Post, our podcast has, and Inc. Magazine on their website actually mentioned our show as being one of the top 20 business shows for 2015. So that's pretty darn good. So we're, we're just having a lot of fun uh, <laughs> with it. Um, Monday will be episode 340. So uh, it's uh, caught on uh, really well for us. Fantastic. And congratulations, Joel. Thank you. Could you tell us what was your motivation to start your career as a radio DJ? Sure. Yeah. Happy to. You know, Oscar, when, when I was a little kid, I could still remember the day of uh, Christmas. I was about eight years old. And I remember running down the hallway, you know, as, as a little kid and taking the biggest chair that I could find un under the Christmas tree. And of course, like any eight-year-old boy would do, I, I grabbed the biggest box that I could find, the biggest box that was for me. And, and I ripped open that box and I you know, had red wrapping paper going all over the place and bows and string and all kinds of stuff. And then I reached my hand in, into this box and I pulled out this 
metallic looking box and it had a handle that ran down uh, the one side to the other and it, it was a boom box and you know it had it was a had two big speakers on either side, and it was a radio. It had a tape player attached to it. And from that very moment, that lit a spark inside me for for radio and, and for broadcasting. And as I moved forward into my, my teenage and then my later my uh, young adulthood, that, that spark uh, became a, f- a flame. And, and it was a flame that actually turned in to a torch as I started working <laughs> and got my first uh, gig at, at a radio station and worked at several different radio and television stations during the first phase of my life. And then as I was mentioning, when, when podcasting started to really be part of media in and of itself, we developed a plan and a strategy to launch the relaunch show, which is not my first podcast, but mm-hmm. it's by far been been my best one. And the relaunch show has become a flamethrower uh, for us as far as uncovering monetization opportunities, getting uh, gigs, speaking gigs, being a guest on you know different shows like on on your wonderful show, and uh, it's just been incredible for us. Fantastic. And how old you were when you started as a radio DJ? I would say about 20, 25 years ago, maybe. So that would make me about 25. <laughs> I'll be 47 on Tuesday. So, yeah, about 25 years ago. Yeah, early 20s. Nice. Yeah, you have been spending us in your 90s and beyond that in, in, in the radio. And now that radio is somehow losing this being, being centered attention as was before, due to the newer technologies, not only podcasts, but also like YouTube video and other media. And what can we learn from, from the radio life that you have had and many of us has experienced as listeners and part of that still exists. What is the best of this radio life? Sure. Well, one thing that is totally transferable from, from radio is you got to be entertaining. And if you're doing a podcast, you have to entertain your audience but before you educate your audience. And, and I think a, a mistake that a lot of podcasters make is that they have this heart of a teacher, mm-hmm. this heart of a servant. You know, I, I want to teach people things. So I want people to learn from my experience. You know, I, I want to be able to talk about some struggles that I've had and then give people the antidote or the cure so they don't have to go through the same struggles. And you know what, Oscar, that that's all well and good, but until you earn the right to teach them anything, mm-hmm. you're, not go- you're not going to be able to. So how do you earn that right? Well, one of the ways is you, you're entertaining. Mm-hmm. You, entertain, you, you entertain your listener. You entertain them with a, with a, with a good story or a, a joke or, or something that is easy to relate with. And you, you've got you've to entertain people first. And I think that's actually been one of the most powerful lessons that I've learned. Mm-hmm. In, in broadcasting in general, you got to entertain first, then you can inform, then you can educate, then you can empower and do, do all those things that you want to do. But uh, you've got to get their attention first. Hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still working on that as we all are as podcasters and, and broadcasters being entertaining. 
Yeah, excellent point, really, because they, the audience has to like you, you know, before you, you can tell them something. They might like you, you have to create this connection. And entertaining is a very powerful way. Well, you have to, you have to earn the right to mm -hmm. tell anyone anything. Yes. And until you've earned that right, then you, you can ask for business all you want to, but you're not going to, you're probably not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure of that. <laughs> and is there anything that you don't miss from radio that you somehow disliked from radio time or? Is there anything yeah, like that's that? Good, that's a good question. I, I do miss it still to, to this day. I enjoyed the live uh, com component of it. You know, everything was, was live and done right there. And if, if there was a screw up, and boy, for me, mm -hmm. Oscar, there were many, many screw ups. But, uh, you know, it, it just, the show must go on. Uh, in radio, of course, podcasting is a little bit different because everything can be recorded and edited and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, made, made to sound, sound good or, or professional. But in, in live radio, it's, uh, you know, sink or swim kind of thing. And I do miss that a little bit. That, that, was, that was exciting. However, um, Pay and I had a live radio show in 2014, actually. And we, just, we actually decided against it. And everything that we do now is recorded. And one of the reasons that we decided against it, just to focus uh, totally on, on the podcasting and, and kind of pull the plug on the live radio thing, which, you know, two years ago, is because um, there, there were a lot of technical uh, issues sometimes that would surface. But, but what also happened is a lot of times our, our guests – wouldn't be able, they would um, not make that live show mm -hmm. and see that's tough. If you're trying to do an interview based show and someone cancels on you at the last minute. Oh yes. True, true. Yeah. And when we were doing live shows, that would happen. Mm -hmm. Not every, not every day, but, but it would, it would happen more often than, than I care to. Mm -hmm. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm scrambling, looking around for gosh, who, who can I interview on my show? Mm -hmm. And it, it was just too stressful. Absolutely. So I, I made the executive decision of, you know what, everything that we do from now on is going to be recorded on based on my schedule and when I'm available. And if someone wants to be on my show, that's great. You know, uh, work with me in the times that I have available. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, that was totally, Oscar, the right decision for me to make. <laughs> Yeah, this last minute cancellation, that's something you don't miss from radio. Yep, that's true. And Joel, now could you tell us from your, the training you had to become radio DJ, how this has influenced you on your style of a speaker when you have speaking gigs? Well, I, I think it, it helps you with your, your confidence a little bit. And to tell you the truth, Oscar, I, I did, really didn't have any training Uh, to, to get into radio, uh, it was actually kind of funny how it how it happened. Um, I I was friends with a with a girl that worked at this at this radio station, and she worked late at night. And you know, I, I would get home, and you know, we'd talk on the phone, and we became friends and things of that nature. And I told her um, that I wanted to to get into radio, and I called her one night, and she said do you still want to do this? Get in radio. I said, absolutely. I want to do this. And she said, well, so, um, so-and-so is getting ready to quit. Why don't you come in and apply for the job? 
And so I let the weekend go by. And then Monday, sure enough, I showed up at the, um, at the, at the station and I went in there and said who I was and what I was here for. And they gave me some note cards, little three by five note cards. And they, and they sent me into a, a recording studio. Now this was 25 years ago. Oscar, it, did, it didn't look like anything you're looking at right now, <laughs> you know, with, with microphones and computers and, mm. uh, you know, digital recording devices and all that. None of that stuff was around. A reel-to-reel tape uh, player mm. that, that people probably don't even know what that is. That, that's what I had to use. And um, I, I read these little note cards into the computer, got up and left, and I figured, okay, that was it. That was my big radio opportunity and uh it, that was a monday and then tuesday passed wednesday thursday friday afternoon i get a phone call from the boss at the radio station uh, asking me if i wanted to come into work that night wow. <laughs> so that 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 was it basically that was the screening process <laughs> and I, I went to and i went to work and i i showed up that night a friday night and I got about probably 10, 15 minutes of training and, and mm-hmm. boom, I was on my way. Oh, <laughs> uh, you never look back since then. <laughs> well, you know. And what are the, what are the skills that speakers can learn from a radio DJ? Um, spontaneity, uh, w- without a doubt. You know, when, when you're on stage as, as a speaker and, and something happens, the best thing to do as a speaker is to address it mm. when it happens. Now, here, here's what I mean by that. You know, speakers, the, pe- the people that listen to this sh- show, you know, th- they understand rehearsal and they understand preparation and that you, you, you've got to be ready when it's your time to be on stage and, and you've got to take ownership of it and be ready to shine. However, sometimes the unexpected happens when you're on stage. You know, some, sometimes uh, a dog could walk through the room, so to speak. <laughs> So, um, a, a, a brand new speaker might freak out because they don't, they don't know how to handle that. So they, they do what they think is the best thing to do and that's ignore it. But you know what? Everybody noticed the dog. Everybody did. So it was very obvious that that happened. So what, what a speaker could do that has a little bit more experience, uh, being spontaneous and playing and just being in the moment, they could go off their speech, their speech a little bit and just kind of address the dog in the room, you know, say something funny or witty because I mean, the audience knows that there's a dog there, mm. but if you roll with it and just kind of play with it, mm. the situation a little bit, well, that's going to make everyone uh, laugh and uh, comfortable. However, if, if you as a new speaker kind of tense up, Get, get nervous, start sweating a little bit, well, that's going to affect your performance. So um, how does radio help? I don't know if radio actually helps, but being learning how to be spontaneous and learning how to uh, live in the moment and think on your feet, mm. that, that, is, that, that does help. That's a key thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because as you said in this, it's something unexpected happens when you're on the stage your spontaneity comes come in your favor can have a like a peak on your performance instead of being like a go to the bottom for a moment so 
Yeah, excellent example. Well, something something will always happen. Always, always. Mm-hmm. You know, a fire alarm could go off. Mm-hmm. Dog could walk through the room. You know, someone could trip and fall. <laughs> yeah, so you like- could trip. You could trip and fall. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. stuff <laughs> stuff happens. But live in the moment. Yeah, you know, acknowledge what happened. Happened, and then just move on. You you can pick up your speech, but react like a human would would react. Yeah, anything can happen. Things that you can never imagine. <laughs> True story. Joel, I was thinking, we always hear of motivational speakers, like uh, such as Tony Robbins or guys like this. And is there such a thing like a motivational DJ? Yeah, probably so. Um, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm sure there is. Uh, probably more of a motivational talk show host would probably be a, a more accurate uh, way to look at it. But um, I guess everyone has their style. And, and that's, that's the thing that you want to learn as a, as a podcaster or as a speaker. Mm-hmm. And you, you want to learn how to find your voice, your voice. And then you want to be able to harness that like you would harness a horse and the explosive power that they have. You want to harness the power of your voice and use it. And yeah, you, you want to learn from the best in the business. You want to listen, you want to learn from, you know, the Tony Robbins of the world. And you want to listen to the absolute best podcasts designed for, for speakers like this for, uh, show, for instance. But you don't want to, You, you want to use your own style. Yeah, use the tips, the techniques, the tactics that other people share with you, but, but weave it in, in, in a way so it, it's still yours. And, and that's, that's, I think, the best advice that, could, that can help anyone, really, is learn from the best, but then make it your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the title of your book, right? Finding Your Voice. Yes. Your own style. <laughs> Joel, could you now share with us your favorite quotation? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have two, two quotes, and I'll share those. Sure. Roger Staubach, he, he is a, um, uh, you, you live in Finland, so you may not know who Roger Staubach is, but I, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And in Dallas, Texas, Roger Staubach is a hero because he was a quarterback for America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, for many, many years and did a phenomenal job with it, with that job. And Roger says that there are no traffic jams along the extra mile. Mm. And what, what he was saying there is, well, it's obvious to you, when you go that extra step or when you do a little bit more than you're paid for, or that you're required to do, or when you go out of your way to do something extra that the, that the event planner wasn't, wasn't counting on you doing. Well, guess what? There's no traffic jams there. You're in a, you're in a category by yourself. Yes. Yeah, there's no one to compare you to. And I love that, that quote. And it, that, that's a business plan in a sentence right there. No traffic jams along the extra mile. Now, Michael Jordan says something a little bit different, and I love this. He says, he says, talent and athleticism wins games, but teamwork wins championships. 
So let's take those two quotes and visually in your mind, put them together. Now, what would happen if you surrounded yourself with the best people that you could find and you linked arms with, with people that, that were strong where you were weak? You know, like Scottie Pippen was strong where Michael Jordan was, mm. was, wasn't so, so good. You know, Dennis Rodman was right under the basketball, uh, right under the board, you know, waiting to take that rebound and then pass it to Jordan or to one of the other guys. What would happen if you surrounded yourself with, with your own key players, just like Jordan did? And then you did what Starbucks suggests, mm-hmm. and you went the extra mile. You stayed a little bit longer in practice. You went through your routine one more time before you called it a day. You, know, you picked up the phone and you called one more uh, event planner. Well, that would definitely put you in a category of one. Yeah, excellent quotes, and it's a it's a great combination you made with these two ideas. It's really powerful. Now, Joel, could you recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? Well, I'm not allowed to recommend my own book, right? <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I, I won't. But um, there is a book out that's called "Becoming a Category of One." And I've used that phrase a couple of times, category of one, because mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in it. And, and that's how you compete in today's marketplace is you become a category of one. And a good friend of mine, Joe Calloway, Joe Calloway wrote that book. And it is like a textbook to me. It doesn't read like a textbook. It reads like a fantastic book. It's a page turner. You can't put it down. But I've gone to it over and over again you know, in, in my journey. And I, th- I think that, that you'll find it to be worth your time as well. Becoming a category of one, that's um, Joe Calloway. Hmm. Category, category of one. Thank you very much, Joel. And now could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend us to do it daily or weekly as a routine to shine? Absolutely. I do this every morning. I, I wake up and I make my coffee. And then I go sit in my studio uh, first thing in the morning. And if you don't have a studio, that's okay. Go sit in your, in your office. Mm-hmm. Go, go sit in the backyard. Go sit in a, a quiet place somewhere, somewhere in, in your home or in, in your neighborhood. And uh, I set my, my little timer, my egg timer, for 20 minutes. And then I start to, to write my gratitude journal. And I do it every single morning. And I, I write my gratitude journal in a, in a conversational way. Like I, I, talk, I write about things that I'm grateful for, but let's say I have a question, a lingering question. I, I, I write it out in, in conversational. Like, you know, it, it's like having a dialogue with God kind of thing. Mm. And, I, and I ask for answers. And you know what? I get them over and over and over again. And that's how I start my day every day. I do 15 minutes of that and... Well, we're into February right now, and, and I've made $13,000 uh, worth of sales in, in about uh, the new year so far. And uh, that, to me, is a very, very good beginning. Well, that was thanks to your journaling. You correlated to the, to the use of your journaling? 
Well, you know what? I, I can't relate it to anything in specifically, but I do know what I've been doing, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, so I, I see the connection. Absolutely. It's a definitely great, uh, great routine. Thanks for, thanks for that. Joel, this has been a really exciting interview with you, to, uh, hearing your stories about uh, the radio and also your very motivational topics about how we can uh, become better and use the spontaneity in your quotes. Could you finally tell us how we can learn more about you, find your book or your podcast or something else that you can offer us? Yeah, Oscar, thank you for asking. I really appreciate that. Uh, the best place to go um, is relaunchshow.com. That's where we park all of our uh, podcasts. We do three podcasts a week, and that's also where uh, you'll find information on all of our training resources and everything that um, we've been through. We also post you know, some of the things, so some of the workshops that we've attended, things of that nature, so that you can look at what we've thought has been worthwhile to us in our business journey. And we also post many of the online business building tools mm-hmm. uh, on our resources page as, as well. Again, relaunchshow.com. And for the listeners today, one of the cool things that we've developed is a little free guide, top seven mistakes podcasters make and what you can do about them. And speakers need to have a podcast. Mm -hmm. I I personally think everyone does, but especially speakers, because speakers have so much experience to to share. And it it is one of the quickest ways that you can fill up a stadium full of people and share your wisdom and your words is, is to have a podcast. And if that's something that is part of your business plan, frankly, it should be. Um, I, I would start out by uh, going through the guide real quick. It's just a, it's a simple in- infographic. It's very easily easy to digest. And it's relaunchshow.com slash seven, the number seven mistakes with an S. And uh, that's, that's a free uh, gift. Hmm. Thanks a lot. And yeah, speakers, uh, listen to what Joel has said. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Joel. It was a pleasure talking with you and I wish you all the best. Thank you for having me on, Oscar. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 